This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Beef packer margin leverage is working to undermine demand, part two. There is a $1,000 plus head profit per steer that because packers have unbalanced market power that ranchers and feedlots are missing entirely out on. It has not always been like this. It is a relatively recent development that became accentuated after the Tyson, Kansas plant fire. Packers found out that given the loss of active kill capacity, they were given the market clout to pay less for fed cattle while demanding more for beef. They are not bashful about using that market power to do both. Packers' margins have since exceeded all previous norms. Packers and their cohorts in the industry will argue that this is a market and intervention is not warranted. It is a market all right, but far from being free. It is this century's rendition of oligopolist power that in the last century many antitrust laws were put on the books to prevent. Every 100 years or so, powerful entities find ways to game the system and the antitrust laws need updated. Livestock markets are in sore need of an update. As efforts to tweak antitrust laws have been stymied by political obstacles, free market forces are now taking a different approach. USDA announced that they'll provide the industry with $500 million in seed capital to leverage a much larger investment in integrated cattle kill capacity. That is, government stepping up with a potential solution to the problem. It will be years in coming together, however. The history of the success of the beef packing industry on the road to monopolistic market power is mixed, with a lot of carcasses left along the road from new packers seeking entry into the industry that failed that led to the current oligopoly. I have invested in beef plants before that are no longer operating, Lendo Lakes and Tama. The major packers have ways to protect their market share that has depressed the competition by using market power to bar new entry. This will not be an easy thing to overcome, as some may think, as to just build another plant and add kill capacity. The major packers have ties to big retailers cemented with the door locked. Breaking through that door with a commodity beef operation is no sure thing based on past history. The industry is capital intense and the major packers have deeper pockets. There's been some success in the foodie branded beef segment and the major packers do not even let that market share get away uncontested. The integration of producers into the pork packing industry has surprised me in the result. Integrated pork packers that own hogs have a vested interest in the value of hogs. Before integration, pork packers like to depress the price of hogs just like beef packers do the price of cattle now. What changed is the pork industry integrated was that packers now own a majority of the hogs, so when they are devalued, they depress their margins. In the pork packing industry, the surprising turn of events is that integrated packers who own hogs are making money, while non-integrated packers are not. Dow Jones reports packer margins daily based on USDA, Wall Street Journal, and Iowa State University calculations. On Monday this week, the integrated packer margin was $99 ahead, while the standard packer margin was just $19 ahead. Hog industry margins are going to hog producers, while that is not the case in the beef industry. The beef industry has long feared becoming integrated like the poultry industry where contract producers have essentially become fully indentured servants. The objective for the cattle industry here is to somehow see the price of cattle be reconnected to the price of beef. That is how supply and demand is supposed to work and the beef supply chain is currently broken. When beef prices soar while cattle prices swoon, the market's not working. 
Consumers love beef and will pay more for it, but there is a limit to where that becomes exorbitant pricing that harms demand that I believe I saw in the meat case this month. Packers are pricing beef out of the market, destroying consumer demand. I do not think that they can sell $26 a pound ribeye and sustain beef demand. Iowa chops were $2.99 a pound. We cannot ask consumers to pay more than $20 a pound for beef when cash cattle are only costing Packers $1.20 and have a healthy industry. Based on past historical relationships between beef and cattle prices, fed cattle should be bringing in $1.60. Right now you can go to some steakhouse restaurants and order a ribeye for nearly the same price as it's sold in the meat case. Along with the steak, you get a baked potato salad and a waitress to keep your water glass full. The cattle beef supply chain is broken and Packers would like to keep it that way. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110.